I think God's love comes at us from all angles and all different directions. And so, but for me, it was bound up in music and words and being in the family that I was born into. Welcome to the Jesus Storybook Bible Podcast, a place where we remind you that grace can rewrite any story, that hope shines a light through our darkest moments, and that God's love changes lives. Here's your host, New York Times bestselling author, Sally Lloyd-Jones. Hello, I'm Sally Lloyd-Jones, author of the Jesus Storybook Bible, which tells the story of God's never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. Welcome to the show. Today we're talking about darkness and light, about words and songs, about lament and hope, and how to hold lament and hope in both hands, how to move from complaint to worship, how to point to the light even in the dark. Indeed, our guest today believes it is in the dark valleys we walk through where God breaks into our lives, that in a mysterious way, the darker it is, the brighter the light shines. Our guest is singer-songwriter and hymn writer, Sandra McCracken. Sandra believes that God has given us words on the page and words in our songs so they can speak life and light into even our darkest circumstances. Sandra McCracken is a prolific recording artist who has produced 14 solo albums over two decades. She writes theologically rich yet accessible songs, several of which you probably know. They've become, well, staple anthems in churches across the US. They include We Will Feast in the House of Zion, Steadfast, and Thy Mercy, My God. She also writes a regular column in Christianity Today and released her first book called Send Out Your Light in 2021. Sandra also is my friend. We met a few years ago when she first approached me with the idea of setting my poems to music. So now, very excitingly, we have an album together. And it was such a joy to work with her and her group Rain for Roots and to get an inside look at how a record comes to be. Our album is called Big Stories for Little Ones, and it goes along with my fur-covered Bible for babies, which is called Hugger Bible. Anyway, whenever Sandra and I get together, we have these wonderful, long, wide-ranging conversations about writing and life and theology and words and music. I'm always so blessed by her wisdom and her joy and her honesty and her humility. And I'm so excited to have her on the podcast so you can get to hear from her too. You'll get to hear about her process and the importance of showing up and sharing our stories and how writing is really all about discovering. It reminds me what Flannery O'Connor said, I write to discover what I know. Or what Joan Didion said, I write to know what I think. So without further ado, please welcome my friend and now yours, Sandra McCracken. I am Sandra McCracken, and I'm a singer and songwriter. I love hymns. I love words in lots of different forms. So I live in Nashville, Tennessee, and do a lot of different things in the arts, really around singing, songwriting, hymn writing, and some other longer forms of writing, too. I spent my early years in St. Louis, Missouri, and I remember my mom went to a Bible study. So as the youngest kid, I got to 
hang out with mom for longer. My mom's love for the scripture, which she passed on to me, that she wanted to study, she wanted to know God. And so my introduction to God's love was really part of what I what I got from her. And it was probably already in me, but then it opened up because she tended to that. So really grateful for that. And then music came right along the heels of that. We would sing songs both at church and at home, and I was really caught by the way that music and lyrics would have the power to stir an idea or prompt your heart to think about something that you hadn't thought about before. And more and more of those songs led me to know God's love for me. Scripture has really shaped both my personal life and my creative life. And more than I even realized until recently and in more ways and in kind of intricate ways. And when I first started writing songs or even journaling in a notebook when I was really young, sometimes when I look back at those writings or if I ever open those journals, it's a mixture of prayer and scripture and telling some of my own witness of the world, you know, whatever I'm seeing or experiencing. I think now I realize that that writing something down helps me to organize my thoughts or to realize what the thoughts are. But I think one of the things that's kept me going over the years with just putting pen to paper is trying not to feel bad for the times that I don't write. (laughs) Like, don't feel guilty about it, you know? And then if you can get back to the writing, it's always going to be there as like a friend to receive you. And there's a reward in that. There's some days it's boring and you just write what you had for breakfast and what the weather's like. But over a lifetime, those little accounts are ways of bearing witness to grace in your life. And so I think it's a great practice and it's such a human practice and it's one that allows us to look backward and forward and to get a little more perspective on the moment that we're in. And I think that's kind of what has become really the center of my creative practice and work, whether I'm writing a song or writing a column or sharing or speaking with a group, I feel like it always comes out of that place where you can say, here's where my personal experience or what I just what I just lived through is supported by these ancient words of God's truth that are in the scripture. And then it's tested because when I say it to you and then you have a similar experience and we share that together, it's like brought into this more full reality because it's communal and we're not only just receiving it as as our own one perspective, but we're seeing more of the whole picture of God's renewal in the world and that he's given us these words that are, he is the word and yet he's given us words on a page and words in our songs that continue to speak the life of the Spirit into our circumstances. Send Out Your Light is a little phrase from the middle of Psalm 43, and Psalm 43 is not a long one. It's uh, about eight verses, and right there in the middle, I think that phrase, Send Out Your Light, is kind of a pivot, and the first half of the psalm is a complaint. And the second half is kind of a reaffirmation of faith and just saying again, God is good and we trust him. And I think right there in that pivot moment of asking God to send out his light and his truth, I think that's kind of a place where I find myself often. It's almost like a place of, this is kind of a religious word, but 
it's a place of confession saying, okay, it's not this, it's that, you know, it's moving from the complaint to worship from wanting to say how things are broken and then turning to see God is making all things new. It's so important to not just put kind of a sunny take on everything that was, but to continue to tell our story in a way that is reflecting who we are, how God has brought grace and deliverance to us like over and over again. And so we need songs that will tell the truth about that. We need stories and we need to share our stories in a way that continues to point back to the light. He's continuing to break in to our lives, into those dark places. So it's, you know, it's a delicate balance trying to push toward hope, but also practicing lament along the way. I think Lament can help us to hope more authentically when we can be honest about what we're walking through. This is a passage from the Jesus Storybook Bible. It is a chapter called The Girl No One Wanted. There were once two sisters. The youngest sister was very beautiful and her name was Rachel. But the older sister wasn't beautiful at all. Some thought her quite ugly. Her name was Leah. Rachel was the kind of girl who always gets invited to parties and chosen for the team. And poor Leah, no one hardly even noticed her. Now Jacob had two wives, but of his two wives, Jacob loved Rachel the best. Leah said, no one loves me. I'm too ugly. But God didn't think she was ugly. When he saw that Leah was not loved and that no one wanted her, God chose her to love her specially, to give her a very important job. And one day, God was going to rescue the whole world through Leah's family. Now when Leah knew that God loved her in her heart, suddenly it didn't matter anymore whether her husband loved her the best or if she was the prettiest. Someone had chosen her, and someone did love her. With a never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. There's that phrase in the Jesus Storybook Bible that talks about, like, the way that we are made lovely because he loves us, you know? And I think that's really why I want to write songs that tell us the truth, that tell me the truth about how I'm feeling or what I might be walking through. Because being able to walk through the valley of the shadow, it puts us in a situation, it's going to happen no matter what, you know, like we're going to walk through the valley. And so the more shadow that we experience, the more vividly we experience the light. A lot of places in scripture, it talks about the images of light and dark. And I think God speaks to us in metaphor and he speaks to us through what we see and what we hear and how we take in the world that he's made. And so the image of light and dark is one that I think can be a real comfort And if you're awake in the middle of the night and it's dark, it is the time that you are most likely to be haunted by your anxieties. And in that time, I think remembering that God gives us a song in the night and that he is, that darkness is as light to him. And all these things that we hear about him in the Bible, we can come back and remember in our real life and in our real places of fear that he is bringing light into the dark places. You can get the Jesus Storybook Bible wherever books are sold. To find out more about the book and all of Sally's other books, please visit Sally at sallylloyd-jones.com and follow her on Instagram 
at Sally Lloyd-Jones and at Jesus underscore storybook underscore Bible. Before we go, don't forget, God loves you with a never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. Oh, hello, it's me again, Sally. I'm just popping back briefly to say two things. The first thing is, don't forget to subscribe to the show because that way you'll get the stories straight to your phone. And the other thing is, while we're at it, would you rate the show and leave us a review? That would be so great because it helps other people find the show too. I really appreciate your help. Thank you.